Amen. Find Ephesians chapter 6, please. Let me find out what kind of crowd I got here tonight. If you have or ever have had a mother-in-law, raise your hand and leave it up a minute. I'll put your hands down. If you are a mother-in-law, raise your hand. Don't do this. We're not going to pick on you. We love you. Do this. Amen. All right. Praise the Lord. Tell you a quick story. I was born and raised in the swamps, out where the moonshine's being made, and that, you know, people shooting each other, that kind of stuff. It, it's cr- crazy life. And <clears throat> I was dating this girl that I've now been married to 54 years, and I was a lost person, not living right. And when I took her home one night, uh, out in the woods, out in the swamp, out in the dark, no s- street lights, no city lights, nothing, just darkness. When she got out of the car, I, I got back in the car to leave. Her mother, my future mother-in-law, came up with a gun, three bullets right through the car door trying to kill me. And I was so angry, I got out to kill her. <laughs> Lost people do dumb things. But she ran out in the woods, and, and I couldn't find her. It's a good thing. One of the bullets came all the way through the door and took a hunk out of my steering wheel. I was so angry. And we never had a relationship. I, did, I never asked my wife, will you marry me? I called her when I was in Marine Corps, and I said, I'll be home in a few days. That's the day we're getting married. That was the will you marry me conversation. <laughs> and her mother said, well, if you're going to marry him, you've you got to leave. You can't wait for him to get back to Vietnam. You've you got to go. And so she moved in with, at my dad's home while I was going the whole time to Vietnam. When I came back, I got saved, and I got to set her at her own kitchen table and make sure that she was saved. That's how good God's been. Amen? A man fell in love with the love of his life. And he decided they would go on this, I mean, this super romantic honeymoon. But his mother-in-law went with him. What can I say? Now, everywhere they went, she went. Whatever they did, she went along. <clears throat> year later, she moves in with them when they get back. A year later, he called a condo down in St. Augustine Beach, Florida, right on the beach. And he said, we're finally going to do this. We're going to go to that condo. We have step out, walk in the sand at night, the sun over the ocean. It's just going to be perfect. But his mother-in-law went with him. He walked out the door, sliding glass door, walked out into the beach, and he's fussing, cussing, and cussing, and discussing, and he's kicking the sand, and he kicks up a bottle. He picked it up, opened up, sure enough, a genie popped out. Genie said, you know the routine, you get three wishes. But we know how you feel about your mother-in-law. So whatever you get, she gets double. We don't like people like you. What's your first wish? He said, I've always wanted a million dollars. Good, you get it, but she gets two million. Should have known. What's your second wish? He said, I've always wanted one of those southern plantations, you know, where the pillow collars go up and hold up the balcony on this beautiful uh, mansion-looking thing with the the magnolia trees everywhere. He said, fine, you get that, but your mother-in-law gets two of them. He's walking down the beach, and he did, Jeannie said, wait a minute, I want to get this over with. I don't like people like you. What's your second wish? He said, I wish somebody would beat me half to death. 
That didn't go over too good, did it? Now you're awake anyway. You may not have liked it, but you're awake, right? Ephesians chapter 6, please. Father, be with us tonight. Thank you for church. We can come and love on each other and love you. And God, if you don't show up, this is just another meeting, so please show up. God, thank you. We can come and have fun and sing praises unto you. What a, what a wonderful night already. But God, I need you. I want you. So please show up. I pray that lost people would be saved and saved people would grow in the grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. And may we be different. May you speak to every heart tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. In Ephesians chapter 6, is this working or is this working? You know what Dr. Howells used to if, if Where's Eddie? Dr. Howells used to say, this one's for you. And this one's for me. Remember that? Amen. That's like a mother-in-law, stubborn, don't want to. <laughs> I love you. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. We got too many people trying to be strong in their own might. Be strong. And by the way, let me say this to you. There's nothing wrong with being a strong Christian. Nothing wrong with it. We, we want to be strong in athletics, and we want to be strong in this. I heard a young man say today we were eating ice cream. Listen to me carefully. God is in eating ice cream. And the young man who was a teenager could not eat ice cream because he has to lose a few pounds because he's on the wrestling team. He's got a whole lot more discipline than I got. Took me 74 years to get two tins and two bellies. I don't want to get rid of them. Amen. But he did it because he wants to be strong. There is nothing wrong with being strong in the Lord. That's why you shouldn't be ashamed of the gospel. Be strong. Be strong in your witness. Be, be strong in your church attendance. Uh, be, be strong, by the way, be strong in your Bible reading and your prayer. I, you know, we go on and on and on. There's all kinds of things you'll be strong on. Then verse 11 says this. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. The word wow without an S on it means a sly trick from the devil, deceitfulness, beguiling, or confusion. You put an S on it, it means all of those things at the same time. That's the devil. And God's giving you a warning here. And then verse 12. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, <coughs> against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. You know what? You know what that, I'm going to break this down to water flow in New Mexico language. Are you ready? God is saying, fellas, ladies, the war is on. The war is on. It's not play time. It's been strong time. Verse 13. Wherefore, taking you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and have it done all to stand. He said, listen to me, it's going to take everything you've got to stand strong in God. That's what he said. And then verse 14, stand therefore having your loins girt about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness. He said, you know what it's going to take? Truth and right living if you're going to have a good stand for God. And your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel and peace. You know what he said? He said, it's all right to have peace, but be prepared. It's coming. The war's coming. That's why you got to be strong. War's coming. And by the way, if you, uh, 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 Paul said, uh, 
perilous times shall come. I'm one of those dummies that believe they have come. They're already here. But as a sign, Jesus is coming back again. Praise God. Verse 16, he said, But of all taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fire darts of the wicked. In other words, you've got to have enough faith to walk with God. And then he said this in verse 17, And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. You've got to be saved. And, and, and watch this carefully. Not just agree, but get involved in the Word of God. Faith comes by here, and hear by the Word of God. Uh, let me say this to you. Church is important. Church is very, very important. And, and if you've got kids still under your roof, you'll make sure they're in church whether they want to go or not. You say, well, I just don't believe in forcing them to go. You make them go to school on Monday. <laughs> just saying. So you make them go to church on Sunday. Verse 18 says, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. Watch it there too with the, all perseverance and supplication, all saints. Verse 18, he said, you better learn how to pray. You better learn how to pray. I'm going to make a statement. Ready? Prayer can do anything God can do. So why aren't you praying? 19 and 20. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. That's verse 18, verse 19. And for me that utterance may be given unto me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. He said, make sure you're soul winning. Tell somebody about Jesus. Now, now listen to me. Get mad if you want to. I'm too old to worry about whether you get mad or not. If you're not doing something every week of your life to keep somebody out of hell, you're not right with God. Whether it's giving somebody a gospel track, whether it's running a bus route, bringing people under the sound of the gospel, whatever it is, you better be doing something every week of your life to keep somebody from going to hell. Amen. But I want you to look back at verse 11 and verse 13. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Verse 13, wherefore taking you the whole armor of God that you might be able to withstand the evil day and have it done all to stand. Listen to me for just a few minutes. God has given us everything we need to fight the devil and serve him. You don't get to pick and choose which part of God's armor you're going to take. He didn't say, now here it is, take what you wish, use with it as you please. No, he said, take the whole armor of God. You know, I, I do. There's certain things in, in the Bible I just, oh, let me, everybody put green colors around to your white color right here so I can confess something to you. There's things in the Bible that I wish were not there. Does that make God wrong? It means I got to submit. Amen. I got to bring this body in honor subjection. But we've got to get to the point in our life where we say, you know, I can't just pick and choose which part of the armor of God that I want to have and not have. If you go to Israel or get around some Jews and know them fairly well and start asking them questions, you know what you'll find out? I think, hey, somebody help me. I, I should be talking like this when you've got a college because you're smarter than I am. But I think in the Jewish calendar, April is the first of the year. And did you know in the first of the Jewish calendar, I think it's April, you know what they do every year? They choose one of the Ten Commandments they're going to keep for a whole year. You know what they have found out? Whichever one you'd pick up, you can't do it for a whole year. 
You see, the law was a schoolmaster to bring us to Christ to show us we couldn't be sin free. We need a Savior. Amen. When I went into the Marine Corps in 67, and then later I went into the 1st Marine Division Force Recon, but they, they supplied us, the Marine Corps supplied us with everything we needed to fight the war in Vietnam. Everything. I mean, they supplied everything. And I want to preach to you tonight on this message, and I hope you'll listen to me. Whether it's God or the Marine Corps, you must take the whole armor or you're going to be in trouble. We were setting, where, where's Brother Mo? We were setting outside of Anwa, Vietnam, where you were, getting ready to go on a mission. This is what they told us. Gear up. We geared up. We had, remember the old cloth-looking camouflage hats we had? And you had the pot, steel helmet, right? My helmet's laying there. When I loaded up, I got my pack on, I got everything ready. I grabbed my rifle and I tuck off chopper, jump the chopper. What, wait, wait, I forgot my helmet. I forgot my helmet. We dug in that night, and, and I don't know what you know about correctness of a foxhole. A foxhole's not a big hole you dig in, a, a rocket go in there. The foxhole is just deep enough you can stand, and the dirt comes to here. That way you still get up. That's why if you see anybody with combat, their left, if they're right-handed, their left arm have all kinds of scars on it from shrapnel or getting shot or whatever. When we stood up, do that. We fired most of the night. A mortar round went off four feet from my head. Now stay with me. Are you still with me? A mortar round went off four feet from my head and it severely wounded me. I had two shrapnel holes in my left leg. It was Sunday afternoon. When I woke up, it was Sunday morning a week later with a concussion and two holes in my left leg. Still got the scars to prove it. Oh, what's your name? All because I forgot what I had. Are you listening? We as Christians, many times, we forget what we have. We forget we've got Jesus. We forget we've got salvation. We forget we've got the power of God. We, we've got forgiveness. We, we can speak out boldly and be strong for God, but most of us forget it. And the first mistake we make, even though we have the whole armor, I had everything they wanted me to have. I'd only been in the country 15 days when this happened. A rookie, we called him, uh, back in those days you wore, uh, remember the uh, black boots with the green camouflage on the side? And they either call you, if you were new, they called you boot or green. They didn't call you rookie. And I was just as boot as you could get, just as green as you could get. But my mistake was I forgot what I had. If you're not careful, you're going to forget what you've got in the Lord Jesus Christ. You, what you're going to do, you're going to wind up forgetting what you have in God. You're going to forget what you have in, in a good local church. You're going to forget what you have in good music. You're going to forget what you've got in good leadership. You're going to forget that God will walk with you every step you take if you would ask him. You're, you're going to forget that you're a saved person. 
saved people can be just as guilty of sin as lost people. And the reason we get in that state of mind is simply we forget what we have. And I know that you don't like somebody visiting, coming here and preaching to you, but it's the truth. And I am not your enemy because I tell you the truth. We forget too many things. We forget to get up and spend time with God. He, he, did he say he should have the preeminence? That means first place. That means the first place of every day. Amen. It's not after coffee. It's not after breakfast. It's not uh, after I go feed the animals. It's not after I do anything. If I'm going to be right with God and give him first place, he gets first place of the morning. He gets first place of the money. Amen. He gets first place of everything I have because it's all his anyway. Amen. But I'll forget that all things belong to him. I'll forget that, listen to me carefully. <clears throat> Let me make everybody mad at one time and get it over with. You folks are nothing but a bunch of sinners. Whether you're saved or lost. The difference is a lost sinner's on his way to hell. A saved sinner's on his way to heaven. That's why you ought to get right with God and be strong in the Lord. Some time went along. I became a platoon sergeant after a long, long time. I turned 20 and 21 in Vietnam. I got there in 67, didn't come, May to, didn't come home till May of 69. And I would have stayed longer if I hadn't got my arm blown off. But when you become a sergeant, you get to pick and choose any weapon you want. In OM 14, Weighed roughly 12.2 pounds. That don't sound like a lot of weight, does it? When you're walking through the jungle with 87 pounds on your back, and you're a skinny kid, everything's heavy. They would make you in training, and Brother Volker can tell you that it's a true story. They had yellow footprints on the asphalt outside. You had to stand, they were perfectly at a 45-degree angle. You had to stand on those out in the hot sun and hold that... 12.1 pounds out like that. And you better not shake. You better not tremble. I don't care if you're out there for an hour or longer. It don't sound like it weighs too much. Do this like I'm doing right now sometimes with nothing in your arms. See how long you can hold them there. Well, I decided I'm going to substitute that big old heavy rifle for a 45 pistol. Military 45, thank you, right there. My arms will be free. Hallelujah, glory to God, I have arrived. Number one, I forgot what I had. Number two, I substituted what I had. Are you staying with me? I substituted what I had. Now, I had all the, all the armor that Marine Corps offered. I had it all. I could have taken the long rifle. I mean, they made good, the OEM-14 made a good sniper rifle, too. But I substituted what I had and took something smaller and weaker. They put us in a helicopter and we took off. We're up so high and all of a sudden bullets are coming through the metal of that helicopter. The old, the old Chinooks with the round portholes in them. That's what we were in. And I heard the uh, pilot going, Mayday, Mayday, Niner, seven, six, four, two. Mayday, Mayday, Mayday. And that chopper started spinning. A chopper has a gyro in it that keeps it straight. It just started spinning out of control. 
And he, he said, I could hear him say that he was going to try to hit a sandbar on a river. And as that chopper began to spin out of control, he must have been a great pilot because he landed right on that bar. They could not bring a chopper in and help us until they brought in the old T-33s and the jets would come by and they kept doing that, kept making pass after pass until they backed them up. I, th- I really thought this, I'm fixing to be dead or a prisoner of war. And it was, it was not funny, but the, the men took the butts of the rifles and started banging. It took, I mean, you couldn't just do it one hit. That old Chinook's glass was thick. And they would break those glasses out and they would shoot. I looked like a kid with a pop gun. And I wish to God for a rifle. One of the men got hit when he went down. I grabbed his rifle. Now stay with me just a second. I thought this. As a law, I was a lost man when all this was going on. How stupid is it to substitute what you have? I had what I needed. I had what I must have. I had the right thing, but I substituted it. And I felt like the dumbest guy that has ever lived. They finally was able to land another chopper beside that one. Protocol is the last person off of that chopper is the pilot. Next to last is me, the platoon sergeant. You reach over those 50 cows, you had one on each side, and you picked them up like that. So we're running in that deep sand. And with all that weight, and it's just barking sand, and you know you're not going to make it. I mean, good night. As I run up that ramp, I got shot seven times in the back. Right behind me, we heard a loud explosion. All we found of that colonel was a boot with a foot in it. All because I got hurt the first time because I forgot. I almost got killed this time because I substituted what I had. We as Christians are just as guilty. God gives us the armor of God, and we substitute it. Some of you will get mad on this, but I really don't care. Just stay with me. We substitute church to watch some famous guy on TV. And, and, And I love you. Thank God for the new technology that you young people have with the streaming and all this other stuff. It don't replace being in a church service. During COVID, we had no choice, and many churches had to stream everything. The law wouldn't even let us be in church in America. And some of the best church members I have ever had, I'll never see again. We were recently, during the COVID, uh, I had a revival. I just had a cowboy camp meeting revival. Cowboys and Indians in an outdoor tabernacle. We were having a ball. The camera's over here for the people that's too sorry to go. I mean, for the people that couldn't come to church. And I got up and I said, you know, this is the most amazing thing. I'm a redneck, don't even know how to use a cell phone. But they've not only can you see me with this new technology, I can see you. Put your shirt on. Put the sandwich down and get a Bible. It's church time. And I went on and on and on for a few minutes doing that. Having fun with it. But listen to me carefully. We will substitute something else for church. Shame on us. Shame on us. We will substitute. I might as well go ahead and say it. 
You substitute that old King James Bible for something else. And then you look at me and call me old school. Yes, I am old school. You say, isn't that narrow-minded? Yeah, I'm just about that narrow. Isn't that old? Yeah, about 6,000 years old. But I'm not going to, listen to me, I'm not going to substitute the King James Bible. And and you know what? (laughs) I'm not as smart as you, and I don't never claim to be. I'm smart enough to know if that was good enough and have a power enough to keep me out of hell, it's good enough for everything I need. Amen. We substitute what we have, our church, our our Bible. We substitute right living and justify that we don't see anything wrong with it. Eve saw nothing wrn with it. What's you scared of? You know what Eve did? And this always leads to sin every time. She listened to the wrong person. She looked at it and reasoned in her heart that it's okay. Even though God said it was not okay. We'll substitute what God said was wrong for what we think is right. We'll call good evil and evil good. Because we'll substitute it. Then watch this carefully. If you've ever been in a war, before you go, they train you. They give you, listen, they'll give you all the armor that you need to get your job done. And then train you how to use it. You know who the drill instructor in your church is? Your pastor. Now, he may get help. From, from other men that's godly men. But the pastor is the drill instructor. He teaches you how to use the weapons that God gave us. We don't get that if I'm missing church. We had gone through gas chamber training. If, how many of you military guys ever went through gas chamber? People to put you through that's going to hell. I'm sitting there one day and we're on patrol. Little skinny boy with bony hips. You actually have four canteens. The water is so bad there, you have to put iodine tablets in the water. Remember those days? That's what I literally. My niece was mad because she's in her 20s and her husband's in the army and he didn't get to take a hot shower every day in the war. And I couldn't help but laugh. And she said, That's not funny. I said, It's not. You are. We didn't even have water to drink, let alone bathe with. And the water we had tastes like iodine, like you pour on a sore or a cut. We, I used to tell people to write me a letter and send me pre-sweet Kool-Aid. And I'd drop my iodine tablets in there and put that package of pre-sweetened Kool-Aid. Shake it together and force it down. Amen. But one day we were on this patrol. You got your Kevlar vest on. You've got your, your camouflage hat. You've got things hanging. You the pants, six pockets. Remember that? And down here, you've got a piece of plastic from uh, some ammunition that you wrapped around your pictures of your wife and family down in that pocket. Everything you own, you are actually, I mean, everything you own, you are actually carrying. And watch me carefully. Please don't give up on me yet. That gas mask was doing this. And it rubbed a blood blister right there on my hip. I caught nobody looking. I said, I've been here for months. 
I've been here for over a year. I've never used this dumb thing. So I took it when nobody was looking and threw it away. Amen. Told them, didn't I? I forgot, number one, what I had. Number two, I substituted what I had. Number three, I got rid of what I had that I no longer wanted. You still with me? I got, I forgot it, I substituted it, and now I've gotten rid of it. Because I did not want it anymore. Amen and amen. That night, I heard somebody yell, Yes! And all of a sudden it's hitting. And yellow smoke's going everywhere. You know what it is. Now these guys that raised their hand and said they'd gone through the gas chamber. You're in, the, in the Marine Corps, you're in this round building and they explode this gas on purpose. And you have to walk around like this. And you have to sing the Marine Corps song. And hope that you're the first one by the door. When he says stop, everybody has to stop. Who's over by the door has to give you name, rank, serial number. And back in those days, your social, your social security number was not your Marine Corps number. You had a Marine Corps number, military number too. And you got to give all of that stuff where they let you out the door. By then, you can't breathe. Snot's going everywhere. You can't see because it's burning your eyes. And they train you. The best thing you can do is just take off running. Just take off running just as hard as you can run. It don't matter. That night when they said, gas, and the voice started hitting, exploding, yellow smoke everywhere, I went, and I remembered. I had gotten rid of it because I didn't want it anymore. I could not see. I knew that down below was a river. I'm running as hard as I can. Limbs are knocking me down. I'm getting up and going again. I'm rolling down the mountainside. I, I mean, I'm just, I'm burning like my skin's on fire. And my eyes, I can't see. I can't breathe. I got down to that river, and, I, and it wasn't like a river like you have here. It was just a small river. And I, and I got into that thing and started washing myself the best I could. And all of a sudden, I heard the enemy coming to surround that mountain. My men are up there, the people I should love, the people I should protect, the people I've been training up there. I'm not with them any longer because I got rid of what I had that I no longer wanted. I backed up during the monsoon season. It got soft and the tree had gone over like that, but it created a little cave in there and I backed up into that little cave. And as I'm back into that little cave, I look down, and my body is black with leeches. The only way to get rid of a leech is to take a hot cigarette and stick to it. When he brings his head up, you get rid of him, or you put your mouth over him. And he'll come up, and then you spit him out. I can't move. I can't make a motion. I can't do anything. I'm in trouble my men's been surrounded. The people I love, people I'm here to protect and help and fight with and for, no longer has their leader because I got rid of what I had that I no longer wanted. 
Listen to me carefully. What is it that you no longer want in the armor of God? You're tired of church? You're tired of reading the Bible and praying every day? You're tired of the King James Bible? You're tired of good music? Tired of backing your man of God? You just don't want it anymore. So you're getting rid of it. You better be careful. You better be careful. God gave you everything you need if you would just accept it. The Marine Corps gave me everything I needed, but I didn't accept it. My first mistake was I forgot what I had. My second mistake was I substituted what I had. But the biggest mistake I ever made was I got rid of what I had because I no longer wanted it. God pity the children of God when you get that foregone. Put on the whole armor of God. They gave us a flak jacket. We didn't have what they call it today, Cavalier. What? Help me. Okay. I didn't know what that was. We was using World War II leftovers. Seriously, sea rations that would have 1941 on it. Old green cans. True story. Uh, uh, what's, that, what's, that, what's that food that they put hot water in? M something. MREs. I never heard of that. We had a helmet left over from World War II, a flak jacket. Amen. A pair of pants with uh, six pockets on it. And a pack. And we didn't have a backpack with the boards on it like you army people. We had just no soft pack. That is the truth. Didn't have tents. We had a poncho liner with a poncho with a poncho liner. You take the poncho so you didn't want to be seen about that high off the ground, tied over to some bushes, and take your poncho liner. They're 130 something degrees. Mosquitoes they breed to turkeys over there. They're so big. And you take that poncho liner, you dip it into water, and you come and cover up with it. And you can hear those mosquitoes around both sides. You go because they know you got to come out of there in a few minutes to go wet it again. That amazing thing about that flak jacket was in the front it had strips of metal in it you know what had in the back nothing but cloth nothing but cloth why stay with me now stay with me he said be strong and stand if you've ever was in Marine Corps when you are on patrol, you got to watch, seriously, you got to watch for snipers. you got to watch for bouncing beddies. you got to watch for wires. you got to watch for booby traps. And, and you, you, you're moving slow. But sometimes doing this, you walk into an ambush. What do you do if you're on patrol and, and all of a sudden, this way and this way is just coming bullets hard as it can come? Do you hit the ground? Try to find a place to hide? Worst thing you do, they got you pinned down now, you're going to die. Turn and run, what's going to happen? You're dead. Only one thing you can do to have any chance at life, and that's to go toward the enemy with everything you've got. 
All the armor of God going toward the with everything you got, shooting with everything you got. Only chance you got to stay alive. Why? It's simple. You never win a fight running from it. You never win a fight running from it. I don't care how big, I don't care how good the church is. There's somebody going through a tough time. If you want to be strong like God commanded, and by the way, it wasn't a suggestion. He said, be strong. If you're going to be strong, watch me carefully. You better quit forgetting what you've got. You better stop substituting what you have. You better stop this thing of getting rid of what you have that you no longer want. Because not only will it get you away from God, it gets you so weak that the devil himself will whoop you every time he tries. Therefore, be strong.